This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Aetherite Radio, Gamerscape's Final Fantasy XIV podcast. I'm Fusion X and joining me today we have Bryn and from Maelstrom Radio we have Flattis. <laughs> Uh, Zanidra, Sil, and Aldino are out today. Uh, just other things work or sick, uh, so hopefully they get better and uh, they will be back later. Shout out to Chili in the, in our in our Twitch chat. Uh, if you want to tune into our shows live, you can do that uh, Twitch.tv/gamerscape. We're always tweeting uh, before we go live. We're scheduling them as well in our little event schedule thing down uh, below the the video on Twitch. So make sure to keep an eye on that for uh, future casts. Today we're going to talk about uh, a lot of stuff, a little bit of extra life, some interview stuff, um, and our topic on 5.0 job predictions. So let's get into this first year, Extra Life. We did Extra Life at the beginning of November uh, with our Final Fantasy XIV content creators group. Uh, we reached our initial goal of 1000 bucks within the first two hours, so that's awesome. Um, Absolutely. And so then we bumped our goal up to five grand after that, uh, and we have met that, which is super awesome. Uh, so we definitely want to give a big shout out to everybody that helped us reach that. Uh, we also want to give a giant thank you to Square Enix for provi- providing just a, a bunch of awesome giveaway items. Um, we still have some to give away. So uh, today, right after the show, I'm going to be uh, logging in at 14. I don't know what I'm going to be doing yet, um, but we're going to stream for, for a good chunk of the day here um, and try and hit the uh, Gamerscape goal of uh, $1,000. We're at, uh, I believe, seven fifty, seven sixty right now. So we're close, so close, and we still have giveaway items. So um, for 10 bucks, a minimum donation of $10, uh, you will be entered in a raffle, and we've got uh, we've got Stormblood posters, we've got Stormblood notebooks, we've got Susano shirts, um, and we got some copies of uh, Kingdom Hearts... Gosh, the names. 1.5 plus 2.5 HD mix i think that's it yeah you got it and uh <laughs> i probably had to like type that a few times if i ever like did posts on kingdom hearts so it's like ingrained in my brain um and then we have uh, a copy of uh star ocean um integrity and faithlessness i think mm. the same person names King- uh, the star ocean games and, and the kingdom hearts it's such a weird Heart. name but yeah it's so like, we got some copies of that ten dollars uh limited to u.s and canada um, you can still donate if you're overseas, but for the shipping of prices and stuff, it is limited uh, to to U.S. and Canada because it costs a lot of money to ship overseas. So, uh, but we will be doing that after this, um, maybe tiny break in between. But uh, so if you are want to stick around for that, we would definitely, uh, I would definitely love the company. Um, and then if you guys are on the Primal Data Center, we can uh, we can hook up and do roulettes or Rabinaster or whatever. Um, one thing we want to go into real quick here, um, this dropped right after our last episode. Uh, we had a chance to uh, send some questions over to Soken, who's like the greatest <laughs> guy ever. Um, the, he takes some good pictures, that's for his, sure. His pictures are crazy. Like, And I know I've told this story like a thousand times, but like, I interviewed him back at PAX uh, a couple years ago. Right, and and the kind of standard is like, oh, you know, we can get a picture of the person or with the person, whatever. And so we take a picture, and then he looks at me. He's like, one more this time, make funny face. And so that's why if you go back to our packs, our packs, I think it was Pax Prime because it wasn't it wasn't West yet. It was Pax Prime. 
You go back and you scroll down to the bottom of the interview. There's a picture of Soka just looking crazy and me with my mouth open looking like an idiot. So that and that's that's why and that's the story behind that. Um, <laughs> but uh, at the end of September, um, as I'm sure a lot of you know, uh, they had the Final Fantasy XIV Orchestra concert out in Japan, um, and so we sent him over some questions about that. Um, you know, asking him how the prep was for that. Um, you know, how he selected pieces and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, one of the interesting things, um, Sokin's father uh, actually was a member of the Tokyo Philharmonic Orchestra. Really? Who played at the wow. concert, yeah. Um, and then after that, um, he was actually part of the NHK Philharmonic. Hmm. So their music runs in the family, I guess. So that's pretty cool. That does help to have, if you're musical. <laughs> yeah. Um... Also asked him about um, the Oblivion. So at, at the actual concert, um, if you guys have picked up the soundtracks, you know that there's a couple versions of Oblivion floating around. There's the original in-game version, and then there's the, uh, I think it's called the Never Let It Go uh, mix or whatever. Um, and so at the orchestra concert, they actually played Oblivion as a quartet. So now we, you know they did another kind of a take on it. Um, and so we asked him, you know, how did you come to do this? And he said, I originally thought of wanting to do a ballad arrangement for the song. Um, and when I re- realized that the third soundtrack before the fall, uh, I went to various, uh, or when he released it, sorry, um, he went to a bunch of CD shops. Anytime they get a uh, a soundtrack out there, he's always going around to, you know, Tower Records or, you know, all the other CD shops, you know, doing promos and signing stuff. Um, and he was in a Ho- uh, shop in Hokkaido. And uh, he heard that there was uh, somebody there who worked at the store that was also a singer. And so they asked her if she would sing uh, Shiva's song while he played it on the piano. And then after they performed it, um, he made you know made him think that uh, that kind of composition would be a cool arrangement. So after that, they went and did the Never Let It Go version that ended up on the Duality disc. And then after that, when he was prepping for the concert, um, he you know was thinking about how he could best express Shiva's ballad using an orchestra uh, and then that's how he settled on on a quartet. Hmm. So there's a lot. There's a lot going on there with Oblivion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's really cool to see to kind of follow that and and see how how that has kind of changed the the arrangement. Um, another thing that they did during the orchestra as well, they played uh, Mobius, which is the uh, the first phase of Alexander. Um, so they didn't they didn't do Rise as an orchestra. That would have been. Could you imagine? <laughs> uh, but during that. Um, they actually did a, a time pause. Oh, wow. Um, and and during that time pause, three men came out with instruments and walked through the crowd. Yoshida playing a drum, <laughs> uh, Umatsu playing a triangle, and Soken playing a... Oh, I don't even know what that is. I can't tell from the picture, but they were all playing something as the idea was they were like the Moogle band. Yeah. Right? They were just, yeah. Um, and so we asked him... Um, you know, how, was this uh, related to the time pause that they did during uh, the Frankfurt Fan Fest when they were playing Rise and they did the, the time freeze? Um, and they said, originally, when we were brainstorming ideas for the orchestra concert, Yoshida san had mentioned that he would love to have a dramatic moment where time uh, for the performers stopped. Uh, the pause during Frankfurt was actually based on that idea. So, in actuality, the idea for the orchestra concert came first. Wow. We asked, we asked him. Uh, we asked him. Does Yoshida play a mad drum? 
<laughs> he says his performance was quote okay. Uh, I'd like for him to try out extreme next. He'll have to practice a lot, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, and of and of course the thing you know the question on everybody's mind: Are we going to be seeing these concerts uh, outside of Japan? Um, he says Final Fantasy XIV is a global title, uh, so we do not intend to end it with just Japan. We'll work hard to bring this to as many locations as we are able, but it's really hard to execute a concert at this scale uh, while still working on the development of the game. However, we are Final Fantasy XIV, and we will do our best to make it happen. If and when we do get an overseas concert, we want all of you to please come and listen. It kind of sounds like almost where when we say, are we ever going to get flying in the original zones? And Yoshi P is like, well, should we delay like the expansion for it? And we're like, no. It's like, <laughs> we're going to get this concert? Well, we can, but we might have to well, delay yeah, it. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, keep in mind, too. I mean, there was the other one of the questions we asked was, because um, we talked to him at, at, at PAX back in 2015, um, and this came up, you know, would you like to see orchestra versions? He asked me, do you want to see more orchestra concerts or do you want to see more like rock kind of stuff? Um, and so we asked him how long he'd been planning it. Um, he started planning this orchestra on a personal level as early as the beginning of ARR Dev. Oh wow! Um, that's, that's a lot, that's and a lot so of, as far as as then working about. with the team to get this put together, uh, mm-hmm. two years, just for this one concert. Um, obviously, now that they've done one, they have the arrangements right, which is going to be a big part of that. Um, mm-hmm. But they still need to find the venue, find a good location, and, you know, I mean, those kind of go hand in hand. But, um, so yeah, I, I think we'll see one. I don't know when it will be. But until then, uh, there's always distant worlds. They're always weaving a couple 14 pieces in there. So, I would, I, my, my dream on it would be that if they, they couple it with it like a fan fest, you know, so that way it's mm. like, hey, we're going to fan fest and there's a concert. Aha. Uh-huh. Anyway, this is the, for me as somebody who doesn't get interesting because I have to travel like no matter what I'm, I'm in North Texas. Sure. If they're going to do a concert, it's going to either be on the East Coast or the West Coast, because I'm assuming that just the sheer effort that they have to do, it's going to take that, you know, a lot of time. So they're going to focus in on I would like, I would think I would think they would do it in Cali. They had um, yeah. back. They also have a base there. They have a you know, they have a lot of yeah. stuff there. Um, it was four four years ago, I think, when they had the 11th anniversary for Final Fantasy 11. They did a concert. Um, and that was actually out in Cali as well. Um, I think Arnie Roth conducted that. I could be mistaken, but I feel like they brought him over from Distant Worlds to do that. I mean, it makes sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like with, with I as far as it like I'm going to be in assuming Vegas for the Fan Fest, and if it was like, oh, here it is, and then that's something that I, I think I could do. I don't think I could justify yeah. doing going to vegas and then you know i mean the the nice the nice thing about vegas right is i mean any like hotel that you would do a fan fest at would also have like an actual theater right so they could do that Mm -hmm. um i guess it just depends but then i guess i guess right the other the other drawback is do you then do the primals on stage as well do you have it just be orchestra do you you know like do you, like, I, I just straight-up duality, like, on stage and, like, get some orchestra in, get a couple piano bits in? Like, how do you... That's got to be so much to manage. I got, I got the solution. I got the okay. solution. Okay. Remember when Metallica did their S&M album where it was Symphony and Metallica? You just yeah. do the primals of Symphony and, and the primals where they're on stage with rocking with the backing Ooh. orchestra? Ooh. That. That's how like, you do it. I like that idea. Yeah. That's how you handle it. I that like that be, idea. That would, that would be an epic conclusion. Yeah. To, the next fan fest anyway just saying 
Uh, this looks amazing. I, I love their music so much. And then you have, uh, you know, just to see them out there. And also the, the fact that they, Yoshi P's involved. I don't, you know, consider Yoshi P musical. And I think that's just fun that they got him to do that. And so you see these pictures. It, it just, I think it goes to show the, I guess, the relationship that they all have is, you know, with this property and with this team. And, and honestly, there's just, and I know this is going to either cause some salt or debate, but there's just a part of me that goes, man, I wish they'd let Yoshi P direct the next mainline Final Fantasy title. I'd love uh, yeah, but but see, I'd the problem with that. that is if he does that, then he can't work on 14. Exactly. I know I know. there's like salt in regards to that. He, need, he needs to, uh, hopefully, I, he, he's kind of said it off the cuff for the last couple of years. He needs to find his protege, his replacement, somebody who can, you know, continue in that, that torch. Because I honestly, like... I I really believe in what he can do, and I you know the fact is what he's done something really great. I like to see what else he can do, and that's just my personal opinion. I mean that that also having been said, um, Tanaka also uh, was shoot producer, I producer or director on the FF three remake while also doing eleven. So I mean maybe maybe if if Yoshika or Yoshika wow <laughs> I was thinking like I don't know what happened there um if Yoshida you know gets somebody to take up the the director role mm-hmm. and he's just a producer then maybe he can dabble on on other projects but for right now like I'd rather he just stay on 14 I, I just think, think that's probably he, the smartest he, move we need we, the game needs a, a new director, not because he's done a bad job. Well, and and he's also said too that you know he doesn't have some like grand idea for like a new game, but if the company like wanted him to make something, like obviously he would he would do it. So I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Um, also, we're gonna get into a little bit of news here. Uh, this week, yesterday actually, uh, we have started to feature articles on the front page of the wiki. Um, we have uh, right now. Uh, we have a uh, featured uh, mount and minion that we're going to rotate around each month. Uh, we also have uh, what we're going to just call lore bombs. We have uh, uh, somebody who's been doing a lot of lore contributions over to the wiki. Uh, so shout out to Rami um, for, for all the edits that they've been adding. Uh, our first lore bomb is on Alamigo. There's a lot of information on there. Um, if you ever wanted to, to read up on Alamigo, it's on the front page of uh, the wiki. It's also up in the uh, featured carousel, so make sure to check that out. Uh, the Dragon Quest event is back. That's going yes. till uh, December fourteenth. So if you have not gotten your puff puff on yet, get your get your slime hat. I love and, the minion. Uh, it's one of my favorite minions. The little Just, brick, a little brick minion, brick guy. And it's to celebrate the expansion for Final, uh, for not Final Fantasy, for Dragon Quest Ten, which we don't have Dragon Quest Ten here in the United States. It's just like, see, see, I didn't even know that. I'm like, oh, they got an expansion. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Great. Good for them. Can it come to America? Can we get it in America? I don't know. I, I you know, this is America. We don't know what Dragon Quest is here. Oh man, I love Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest oh, Eleven is coming stateside, and we're going to be getting it for PS4. That's true. And for Switch, yeah. they said it at 3DS, PS4, and Switch. So yeah, it, the the 3DS is, is is kind of interesting, just from a like a design perspective, where like the top is 3D and the bottom is like an 8-bit thing, but they're like the same map, and it's it's weird. I wish that it's, they would just. With that kind of the old throwback, you know, having that, and then maybe the switch being the way you could kind of pick or choose, like which which version you want. Yeah, to that would be that would be interesting. That would be switch interesting. 
I'd probably just go Switch. <laughs> that way. Oh yeah. I, like a, yeah. That's the, the Switch is easily becoming my JRPG machine because it's like, oh, I can get this on PS4 or my Switch, and I can play it here or pick it up and take it with me. Hmm, tough choice. Mm. But uh, no. So if you've already done the Dragon Quest thing, though, it's done, right? So that's the only downside to this event. It's, it's not like, new. It's not new. Yeah. It's But for the, anybody who has not had the opportunity, they uh, they can go do that now and. Uh, so the question is, the question is, is that, you know, um, I'm really happy they're doing this. They've got these these events that we haven't seen in, in a while, and, it'll, and maybe we'll consider to see those littered out throughout the next year. When you think of Final Fantasy Lightning Returns, when you think I, of... I think they're actually oh, done. No, they're done, because, uh, and that, that actually leads into what our, our next bit is of news. Uh, there's a Mog Station update that they had. Um, they're also doing uh, Cyber Monday discount stuff until December 4th. So if you guys want anything from the Mog Station, now's a good time to look at that. Yep. Um, one of the things they added, though, with this update was the Shantoto Minion. Mm-hmm. Um, the Shantoto Minion's on there. The Lightning Returns items are on there. Maybe. They're not going to bring those events back now because if people want that stuff, they want to be able to get the money for it. So we're, I don't think we're going to see those in-game again. Hmm. That's disappointing. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. It, there's that. It, it adds to the incentive of why you should do it when it's when it's live and be subscribed, etc. But right. Oh well. I just oh well. I just wish that they they made it easier if you've done the events in the past to just reacquire that furniture without having to buy it. It's like I was here. Let me buy a pumpkin chair for like you know five k mm-hmm. or something. Like I don't want to have to spend three bucks or something. That's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, hey, calamity salvager. Remember when I did this pumpkin thing? <laughs> right? Or let us let us if we if we did the quest, let us rebuy the the, the damn seasonal wallpapers. Yeah. In game. Yeah. That's that's my biggest issue is cuz those are consumables. Yeah, they should Right. Be. It's like a, like well, a and then and then they are actually selling wallpaper and flooring now on the mug house. Like, dude, no. That's so stupid. Like buy, let me buy it once, and then I just it just it's like an infinite just use thing, always, yeah, or something. Like, because it's like I'm not gonna spend money for wallpaper, and then be like, you know, I actually think the mason work stuff looks a little bit better on these walls, so we'll go ahead and just throw that money out the way. Like, come on. I wonder, I wonder how that has affected their bottom line since they introduced that back in Heaven's Word. Because the next the next evolution of it, though, and as much as people probably don't want it, the next evolution is for that store to be in game where you can access um, yeah. you know, <laughs> chili in the chat i bought the wallpaper with real monies you're part of the problem chili thank <laughs> you for that thanks thanks for funding the development. any cool wallpaper that the designs they came up with now they're like well chili bought it so maybe somebody else will too and then yeah. and that's the end of that thanks for funding the development of the game with your hard earned money <laughs> we, we, we appreciate it. yeah thanks for for helping helping fund the game you jerk <laughs> um Bob Vila, this old house with oh <laughs> like I'm gonna go God. to the Mog Station, Home Depot, and get... <laughs> time to glamour up a plaid shirt and let's do yeah. this. Um, also, uh, some of the stuff that they added to uh, Starlight items from last year, all the Christmas stuff. Uh, there's sense. a new yeah. uh, fat chocobo clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a uh, chocobo lamp that looks really close to the. Um, I don't know if it's the same one. I, I didn't double check. Uh, but it looks like the furniture item that came with the Chocobo plush. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a Lease outfit now. You can get a Lease outfit. So if you're a female character, you can dress up like Lease. Yeah, you get Lease's abs when you put on the outfit. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could put on Lease's outfit. <laughs> get abs? <laughs> to get a- instant abs, man. It's not even spray on. It's just glamour on. Glamour instant on abs. the abs, man. Yeah. It'd be great. 
I could finally get rid of this glamour beer gut that I've had for so long. Yeah. You know, right? you know they sell shirts that already glamour on abs, right? <laughs> yeah, but I like Lisa's outfit. Okay. I wish. See, this is like I know people have been look asking for like, you know, male and female versions of of these costumes before, but like I really like Lisa's outfit. Not not the dress part, like the casual, like the red jacket vest thing. Like I really like that outfit. And so it's, it, it makes fusion cosplaying as Lee said. No, no. <laughs> like, part of the problem. Part of the problem. Well, I don't. That's, that's I don't that's do that's that. That's the thing. Right? I, I, you know, because of the, the those are the, the typical questions when they open it up for public, uh, you know, Q and A. It's like, why are we wasting glamour questions? Like, oh, and then you know it's happened. Now it's happened so much. It's just like, oh, there's a public Q and A. I'm gonna wait. Well, and then and then in that public Q and A, someone would be like, so can we get like the least costume for guys? And you'll just hear me, thank you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> finally, somebody asking the hard questions. It, it, and I'll so, I'll stand so up in the back and be like, you're part of the problem too. You're part of the problem. <laughs> That's Sit fair. Down. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, letter from the producer XL. That's 40. Uh, has been announced for December 5th. 15. It's take place <laughs> at 3 a.m. Pacific. Uh, so super early or super late, depending on where you are. Um, December 15th. they're going to talk about patch 4.2. <laughs> it's part one of their previews. Uh, they're going to take a peek at the various challenges coming in patch 4.2. I don't know what that means. We'll find out. Uh, and miscellaneous announcements. Yeah, I bet they're going to talk a lot about glamour, but it's December the fifteenth. I tried to edit, but I is it fifteenth? Oh, you. 15th. Uh, I no. tried to edit. I, I even requested. You only. I was like, "Can I get some edit access?" There we go. I'm like editing uh, it now. Like it matters. Like it matters. Well, <laughs> you know, whenever, yeah. like in a thousand years, when these are archived as a part of the historical record of the downfall of humanity, you, you go to the you go to the Smithsonian. And it's like. The causes of of the third great war, and it's just like our eighth right radio Google Doc notes. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, anyway. <laughs> the, uh, so uh, four point two. They've already said that uh, they they've started the the process in four point one to redo the glamour system, and that it's going yeah. to take a lot to show off. So the changes are sweeping, and I don't know if it's going to happen with this live letter. I would venture to bet that they're going to at least talk about it a little. Bit. I see my my thought. Is of course that'll be in the first preview because they're probably still hauling ass to finish Eureka. <laughs> well, they're like we the, would love to show Eureka, but it's not quite there yet. Even I after all the delays, we'll get a little this taste. Is, we'll get a little taste, and we'll this look forward to it in four point two part two. Here's here's a shot of the map. Yeah, and we're just gonna say, please look forward yeah. to it. Some pictures, some stills, you know. Uh, but the re and the reason I think that you guys are right, and that you know it's going to be they're going to talk about content, but they want to. If you think of everything that's going to happen between the fifteenth of December and four point two, people are going on vacation. People are going to forget yep. things. It's best to save your big guns to really hype up the new year. So yep. all of us, January comes out and it's like fourteen drops the freaking gauntlet, and here's Eureka, here's Omega, here's this. Here's this, and everybody's just losing their freaking minds, and they're just excited, right? Rather than like, hey, here's all this stuff, and it's still so far away. So I yeah. think, yeah, I mean, and I, and I think, we'll I think we'll see. see they'll confirm, we'll see, yeah, content, you know, yeah, I think we'll see live letter forty-one probably mid to late 
January, then with a late January, early or Feb for uh, for 4.2. I'm going to officially say that I believe the uh, 4.2 is going to drop on February 6th. So uh, we'll see if I'm anywhere near oh, close. Okay. That's going to be, I'm dropping the gauntlet. Place uh, your bets, ladies and gentlemen. We'll bets. see. Uh... See over under. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see if I get anywhere near close. And I, I just like, it's, it's, it's not so much fun when you do it. Like when it's like, okay, here's the, you know, well, here's the two dates that it could be. As it now it's like there's a there's a right wide range wide range yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh let's see 4.15 has dropped uh with it uh we get uh season six for the feast has begun so if that's your jam you already know that and you're probably already working your way up the ranks um we've also it's, got down in the ranks by not playing if you're already at the first place Congratulations. I, you know it's it's funny i was looking at my pvp <laughs> rankings the other day i haven't played a single match of competitive feast <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking and, and you know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> we know is going to introduce the the team aspect, so you're going to be able to register like a team for competitive feast, and that's mm-hmm. going to hopefully help address some of the issues. And yeah, that, it sounds to me exciting. Um, yeah, I just yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see, we'll see. I'm hoping uh, the feast season six is important. No, it's actually the shortest season because it's only running until 4.2 as opposed to 4.25. Yeah. Hmm. So, so if, if you're one of those people that that don't spend time with family for the holidays and you need to you want to get up in the ranks now's your time yeah there you go <laughs> i can't come over grandma i gotta raise my ranks in the feast sorry grandma i'm a couple matches away from platinum yeah Woo! i'll see i'll see you next year when there's not an expansion oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um and then we have uh the bard perform action was added as well. I've already. It, such a good thing. This is such a good thing for the game. It's, it's been interesting yeah. to see because when you actually unlock the feature in game, you have to cl- like approve a little pop up that's basically like, "Hey, we don't want to get sued. Don't play any third party tracks." Mm-hmm. First thing that happens. And so obviously everyone's like, "Yeah, whatever." Um, I've actually heard of of videos starting to get taken down for this too. You know, somebody will play. <laughs> something in in game um and square enix will flag it uh, is, is what i've heard mm-hmm. um i haven't like you know seen it personally yet but that's that's what i've been hearing um which it's it's one of those things right they're like oh they're just covering their ass like it's fine you know like that's what everybody's thinking no. maybe not i don't <laughs> a lot of it is it's the the, the jp law side mm-hmm. of it it's not you know it's yeah. JP copyright law is strict. Yeah, it is yeah. much stricter than it is here in the North, in North America. So, um, my thought process on it though is that yeah, they're covering themselves, which is good. I think it's a really good feature. It's important that they added it from just a role play. It's, it doesn't add to the like to the content of the game, but it adds just to the the experience of the community. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, I think it's going to be interesting. What I'm hoping that we get out of it is unique compositions where bands who own rights can then you know as it almost across well, and, it's, and it's interesting because one of one of my issues right now is you can't macro the right. notes however if you are somebody who is musically inclined and you also have a midi keyboard people have actually been hooking these keyboards up and setting up their hot bars so they can just play the keyboard as a controller mm-hmm. yep. to do, which is like now, i've got a like I've crazy got, I've actually got a usb keyboard uh, and so I'm gonna. I I don't know. I'm not that, that musical, but um, just, it's still, this is, it's, that's like 
like if anybody out there is like musically inclined and like wanted to get into like Twitch streaming and like just do like song requests or something, just like like today I'm just gonna just play some music in fourteen, just hang out. Instruments. This this update for the Bard action stuff is a beta because four point two. It's like another huge jump in evolution. All that all that we keep hearing about four point two. It makes me just I, I'm I'm afraid because I think I'm I'm building it up in my mind. But everything we hear about, it, like huge overhauls to different systems, networking that that this requires a lot of networking because of the packets mm-hmm. and the, and the yeah. thing making a specific change to that so that when you guys can you could actually perform with other people and hear it at the same time as opposed to you know delay from you know <laughs> from the fact of how the game's communicating. And this is just, it's just mind boggling, just the, what the, the sheer volume, because they even talked about, if you guys remember to throw this back, not confirmed for port point two, but they're going to allow us basically to have the halo cat, you know, capture and record and see the fights and dungeons and content from different angles as a part yeah. of the screen capture thing. Are you kidding me? This is going to be incredible. Not just for like, you know, making an, your own content stories within the game itself, but just from analyzing and studying the game and doing like guides and replays to be able to like fly out the camera and be like, let's look at it from the boss's perspective. Yeah. Anyway, they're they're doing some stuff, guys. Like it's it doesn't necessarily always make sense and doesn't necessarily always make me happy. Hmm. Anyway, four point two in my mind. I think yeah. I think it's gonna be pretty epic. Guide makers yeah. are gonna have a fun time because they can actually zoom out and then point toward like, hey, if you're the tank, you can position the boss here exactly here. Mm-hmm. And you can actually get better guides that way instead of like because yeah. a lot of the guides are usually from like a standpoint of like a healer or, or a range DPS class so you have a better view of the arena. The fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fight. Yeah, but that that won't matter. You can be whatever class you actually would like to play it as, and then actually still be able to zoom it out and record it and edit it the way you want. So definitely. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then Rival Wings. Have you guys have you guys checked out Rival Wings yet? What do you think? I, I love it. Love Healers. It. Freakingly OP though, like yeah, I mean it's the healers are broken, and that's a kind of a good thing as, as somebody who likes to heal in PvP. It kind of it's kind of <laughs> like, what up guys? <laughs> it's like it's their way to like secretly get people to play healers. They're like oh looking my. at the duty finder. They're like, what should we make OP in Rival Wings mm-hmm. so that well, people get, will uh, stay on that job and queue up? And, and then it's compounded by stacks of soaring because soaring overall helps your healing output. And so all of a sudden, like you get those soaring sacks and you get that healer and it's like, Ooh, um, I really, I think they did this, uh, but outside of that, that fact, and we'll probably see an adjustment for that. Um, I'm getting some static fusion. I don't know whatever you just sit down. <laughs> no, I, okay. I, I mean, I, I muted my mic for a second, but okay. You're good now. Whatever. That was weird. Um, right. but the balance is, is that, uh, outside of that, it is. I feel like it's the most balanced mode for PvP that they've ever created. The only downside, mm-hmm. one map right now, and I hope that yeah. that with what they've done is that we see a continuous stream of new maps that will help keep it from going stale. And those yeah. new maps need to still be under the same playlist because it, you can't do what you did with Frontlines and have it in three different you know kind of categories. No. You're everybody's going to pick one. And what they need to do in my mind is that they literally need to have a, you know, just a roulette for PVP and it will put you into any, it, just make it like whatever content yeah. is. Needed. Yeah, and absolutely. Then, and, then, uh, and then they need to introduce Blitzball and have that be in that roulette. Maybe Blitzball should be a PVP type thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you should, you should, because right now it's people's like, eh, I don't want to like really necessarily do frontlines, but 
if it's a roulette and there's a variety of PvB types, and mm-hmm. it's not just like front lines and front lines or front lines, you know, it's yeah mix of things. I think that'd be nice. Yeah, for, yeah. So you have if you look at these three types, essentially, then the the goal that I hope they have is to expand it with more maps. Because the modes, I think, are fine. I think Frontlines could literally look at, like, okay, here are the different game rules, and maybe week to week they change which mode it is, but you can play on different maps. Uh, 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 Rival Wings needs to be the same way. I like the goal of 100 wins for the mount. It just, and, and the two teams, it's fun. I have no, it's doable. Uh, it's doable. It's, it's, there's, if you're, even if you're getting destroyed, you can find some kind of joy in it by just bringing up a mech and trying to wreck as many people you're like i'm not gonna win but i can at least take out you guys you know uh mm-hmm. there's uh, there's a lot of things like my wife uh, you know she's playing it and one of the things she really likes is that she's like hey i'll go mid i'm gonna pick up some i'm gonna pick us up some tanks because that's how she feels like she's the most valuable and yeah it is because yeah. like, oh julie picked us up these tanks let's go pick up some mechs and then here we go you know so it's it's, it's a lot of fun and also coordinating four people as a part of that smaller team unit much easier yeah yeah definitely and, and Ch- chili pointed out in chat and I, I don't see this a lot but i do it is that yeah standing in the middle underneath the center and collecting the the the, the stuff he said really? collecting candy it's candy it's really <laughs> it's really yeah like mm-hmm. i've seen the other like whatever team i'm the opposite of like not do it whatsoever and i'm like and they're just getting wrecked i'm like are you what you're just not planning to come and, down yeah here? i've i've gone and and that'll be like my whole match i'll just be running around down there and there's like no one else down there yeah, and you're helping your team out so much. I'm like, we're power. That's how you're yeah. getting. Like mechs don't grow on trees. This is how you get it. Yeah, I I don't understand like why that play. Like it, everyone's like, oh, we got to take middle, take middle. Well, there's two levels to the middle. Like <laughs> everyone's yeah. fighting on top, and there's like one guy down below that's just like walking around, just picking up cerulean. You can farm 100 CE like super fast. The uh, the you have you have that, and there's also other uh, cerulean farms in the other caves. So a lot of people don't mm-hmm. know that. Like there's, it's. Not I didn't just, know that. Oh well, there you go. There's other farms, uh, but I didn't know there were other caves. I... <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful map. This is by far, I think, one of their best designed maps. Obviously, you got the three lanes, but each lane has two, you know, almost kind of like, you know, especially the north lane. You got the two different heights, uh, and that's where the, you'll find the other caves. By the way, the, yeah. uh, um, the, I'm, I'm wishing i guess with the thing i find is lacking is that there isn't uh isn't tied into seasons and i think that the concept they have the, mm-hmm. the feet seasons i think that i would love to see seasons applied to the whole daggum pvp thing. yeah i think that would help participation i think people would get more in, in involved yeah. if, if you could do that because especially especially like you don't i don't know that you wouldn't necessarily need a separate reward no. right like between like yeah. the feast and and whatever I mean, it could be like a like a lesser amount of whatever reward, since it's you know one you know you're one of like a million people in the match, mm-hmm. instead of like a, a a team like a smaller team thing like feast. But yeah, I mean, like I would be more inclined to do like a like a ranked, uh, like a, a rival wings or front lines or something more more so than I would, um, competitive feast. Yeah, for sure. And- but and the the value in it though is also then you can see your overall participation season to season whether you're improving uh, if you're having fun that's what's important but in itself like there's a value there and I think that, yeah. that when, based off again these are all the, my 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 thoughts come a lot from what Yoshi P has said he wants to bring into fourteen he wants a competitive he wants a tournament style 
you know, addition to the game. They see the value in it with a lot of the other MOBAs out there. 14 can have that element. It is that, you know, theme park after all. And I don't think they're ready for that prime time. I think we still have at least a solid year's worth of development, you know, in the PVP world of, you know, mm-hmm. life from a, you know, balance is fine. Balance is always going to be changing. So I never stress about that. But just in, you know, maps, modes, uh, you know, they, they've working on the custom, but, the, you know, teams, the ease of use to get in and the, the quickness of matches and things like that. So Yeah, I think I think it's also important, too, as as someone that is not really into esports. I'm not, I mean, I'm not into sports like in general usually, but I think it's also important. A lot of companies now, uh, especially Square Enix with, with the 14 PVP and with Dissidia, it's like they're pushing like esports for the sake of like pushing esports, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And it's like you need to get the game to a good point first and then worry about the esports aspect. Especially, yeah. I mean, especially with 14, right? But I mean, mm-hmm. To have them be like, oh yeah, Decidia, and we're gonna do esports, and it's like not with that UI, you aren't like it's. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, much better. Go ahead, go ahead, um, Gladys. I, I was gonna say, well, as a person who you know esports, <laughs> yeah, I, I will say like the biggest mistake a company can make is instantly put out a game, not Blizzard, and uh, say it, this is an esport. This is this thing's a sport now. This is and I don't I dislike that. Like I like the idea of letting it naturally become a sport amongst yeah, community right. and when the community is like hey we're doing this on a on a level where like it's getting noticed by twitch and getting no- getting plays on youtube and people are watching it building strategy that's, that's when you make the push that's when you make the push yeah because that when your community is backing it you don't say hey we need like blizzard has can throw its weight around and say like well we need backers and they were like here's our money <laughs> whatever you need Blizz- blizzard has <laughs> been such a weird kind of i mean because it's like every game they put out Right, they end up doing all these tournaments and stuff for, and now they have like the Overwatch League, where it's like teams from all different cities. They have their own like team colors, and it's just like, dude, fifty k a year a player with guaranteed housing during season, and uh, you get it's nuts. It's that is that is a lot of money. That is a lot of money for a company to put out. Yeah, I think I think preseason for that is starting soon. I think too, isn't it? Yeah. So that'll be it'll be interesting to follow to see how that goes. They they say they want that, and so that's what I'm saying. Like I don't think 14's ready for that push, but no. the fact that they said they've like they they're not saying this. They've never said this is an esport, but they said that that's where they want to go, oh, and so go, yeah. that's that's the feedback that we get, and that's um, that's why I like I like this mode a lot. I would mm-hmm. uh, I played a lot of matches. I'm you know I'm probably about. I'm probably about you know I guess 85 wins away because I've, I've got like 15 wins under my belt, so I'm making progress towards towards the mount. But there's you know there's just things that I want overall, and I think that's what we've also heard with 4.2 is there's bigger PVP changes, system wide changes. Not like the like I think the battle system in PVP with Stormblood is fantastic. It's the, better, yeah. The fact that it's separate. Um, is you know it's such a good thing because they they don't have to they're not going to break PVE because they do something in PVP, that's that's fantastic. That gives yeah. them a lot of flexibility. But- that disconnect is really important. I mean, I can remember uh, back in eleven, not PVP in eleven was weird, but it was it was <laughs> I always. Watching, I remember watching some videos up on the uh, on the wiki, and it was like yeah, uh, it was it was basically it was like a conquest type of thing where. Yeah. It was always like you know training, right? It was never like oh we're gonna kill you. It was like let's do training. Um, 
But for any time they would tweak an action for PvE, they would also then have to look at the same action and how it would affect PvP because it wasn't a different skill set. It was you have every single ability mm-hmm. or spell in yeah. both things, and so it was always a mess to, for them. It seemed like to to try and kind of balance that out. So it's definitely better that they're keeping them separate now in fourteen with with Stormblood. It's definitely a lot uh, cleaner, I think. The yeah. one thing I think that we need, though, from a PvP perspective, and this will be my last thought on it, is that with this mode, you know, again, we need maps, but I want to see a world versus world where essentially they pit the various servers on the data center together, and we're fighting to control, uh, you know, various zones and resources and things like that. People have wanted open world PvP, and I don't see a way that they can transition this game to being no. that. Though I think I honestly want it, but if they had that to where you can queue in and almost like conquest, almost like these things, but yeah. as a server and then the winning server, the people who participate in this, the whole server gets some particular buff for n period of time. I think that's the one thing. So we have some really good, you know, competitive. I think that that PVP farm edit and con, you know conquest is the one. I would I would love whenever we do go into Garlemald, I would love to see a conquest type system. Yes, um, where yes. you know you have to. And I guess the other part of that too is, it's like, what do you get from it? Do you, you know, what kind of rewards do you get if you're there when it happens or afterwards? I think they could almost do something like, you know, have a lot of of territories in a zone or, you know, multiple aetherites or something. Yeah. And if you guys have that area, you you unlock that aetherite for everybody or something. Like yeah. that could be something that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I would love to see a conquest type system. I think it would be really cool, especially in in a game like fourteen. Not because it was it was kind of neat in eleven. Like they would do outpost warps and stuff. So if you don't have yeah. it, you can't use it. But if you've unlocked it before or previously, then you might be able to use it. And something like that could be interesting. Um, I think fourteen could probably do a, a way better job of being involved in the um, progression of we uh, have. The- as the server, team conquests, yeah. We have that thing that ties us all together. I don't feel like my con- my contribution to doing anything in the open world benefits anybody else. Whereas yeah. that's where we that's what is missing from eleven. They don't need it as a one to one system, but as just something that like, hey Brian, you went and you know by doing this thing that you were doing anyway, you helped the server achieve this goal. And because of that goal, certain teleportation costs are reduced, or this or that. You know, there could be any number of mm-hmm. things. Yeah, I mean, they could they could take yeah. whatever whatever if if they add any leaves in 5.0, attribute that to a conquest system. Oh, this outpost needs X amount of items, and it'll contribute to some type of score. Mm-hmm. And then once that fills, you have control of that zone for the week or month or whatever. You and I, I are think the that same could be neat. That, that would yeah. be so much. That'd be so interesting because Yoshi P in a recent interview, and it's not in our uh, outline. He talked about just trying to create interesting and repeatable ways to engage people in, open, in the open world, and that's in contrast to what we've heard him say about how nobody wants open world content. And the thing is, is that you make these big, beautiful zones, and once I finish the story, I don't. You're go not back. going back. And I'm, they're just there, sitting vacant, and it's such a tragedy. The 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 da- the Beastman Daily quests. Are the exception to that, but those have a a, a, a de- you know an endpoint. Endpoint. It's still it's still a quest line. There, there literally has to be something, and and they should. Th- those zones are so amazing. Even the if, heavy if only there was some kind of like a system that incorporated like 
hmm. fighting classes and crafting yeah. classes and gathering classes that you could just put in the open world to get rewards for everything. If only what they had some kind of a, a system like that that they could do. <laughs> it's Hamlet. If you for for those that have no idea what I'm what I'm, it's Hamlet from from one point now. I mean, I miss it, Hamlet. I miss I Hamlet. Hamlet was so cool. They could do an open PvP zone. Like they really could do an open world PvP. Oh yeah, zone. they they could add a yeah. zone. Mm-hmm. And okay. and make it something that is all right. So for whatever reason, the grand companies want to control it for whatever purpose, pride, whatever, <laughs> whatever the reason <laughs> for, for pride. Yeah. <laughs> that makes the most sense lore wise to me. <laughs> no, no, no. We... Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, like if if they were gonna do that, I feel like it would have to be uh, Cartano. Yeah. Right? Like, if if they were going to do an open zone PvP, but the problem is we already have a PvP instance there for that purpose. So, I don't know. Like, I don't know what other ways they would be able to, to make it where it would make sense from the, the world perspective. I think lore-wise, and this is just me going back to the world versus world, is that we're on these 14 shards, and they're, you know, the, the lines are being blurred, and now, you know, like, we're battling yeah. for... You know this area that's this weird hybrid between this gateway between the different worlds right and then yeah. and then we control it and then our then our world benefits because it's then you know i i don't know um that could be a, that's a reach based off of we don't know the full story behind uh the, the split <laughs> but uh i'm just saying like okay well as a person who's played like way too many mmos and like <laughs> has seen and has seen this done before it's totally doable it's just since Final Fantasy XIV is very, very cut in, like, if it has to have a lore reason. Like, there, there's not just, yeah, like, yeah, other reason. Yeah, yeah. Like, other, other games can kind of get away with it, and they're like, well, this thing's here for this reason. Like, have fun. They're like, okay. <laughs> but Final Fantasy is like, no, we have land and land. Stuff. No, but really, is Hildebrand canon? <laughs> Did he really summon Enkidu? We need to know. Yeah, probably. I mean, there, there, there's, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. It's it's not like they've never fudged anything, right? I mean, right. looking at you, you love Andarnus. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's they definitely do. I think pay more attention to that than a lot of other games do. And so mm-hmm. it's just um, you know it's not impossible. You know it's 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 like Yoshida will be like never say no. Oh no no maybe maybe at some point we're not saying no. Um, but I just, you know, right now I can't think of a, an easy way to implement just like an open world PvP thing because, uh, first off, we're the we're the alliance, we're all buddies, um, and we're at war with another force. So I feel like the best we would get is like a weird battlegroundy conquest system that's still PVE, mm-hmm. and I yeah. feel like that's probably as close as we would get to like an open zone bvp thing capture these right. things i don't know i mean if we go back <laughs> to like wrath of lich king wow days like they did that with an open zone but whoever conquered the area got access to a dungeon there now if mm. you really wanted, if you really wanted people to go at it <laughs> and you can only access the dungeon through <laughs> obtaining the pvp zone now it wasn't like a week you didn't hold the zone for a week you held it for like 12 hours so it always okay. every day um, and it, and it probably it probably looped around a, a decent amount that it usually wasn't. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't terrible. 
It's yeah, not it like, like if they do that, it'd be like, okay, great. So Mailstorm gets a dungeon and then the flames and the adders, we can just sit here and twiddle our thumbs for all eternity or something, right? Yeah, that was nothing. So. <laughs> all right. So that that is PvP speculation. Uh, and it's funny because we were kind of speculating on stuff we'd want to see in 5.0, uh, which is our topic. Uh, oh, 5.0 job predictions. Um this is something that a lot of people have been talking about already, but we thought it'd be an interesting thing to kind of get a little bit more in-depth in. Uh, and so we've collected some of your thoughts from Discord, from Twitter, from our comment section on the blog. And uh, we're going to go knock uh, knock these out here. Uh, and, of course, the names are just impossible to read. Uh, <laughs> Metelligo? Go with it. Go with it. From our Discord, um, first is talking about how, how classes are dead. So do yep. you think They're we'll done. ever see a nope. new class? I don't They're think done. we will. Five point the class system's done. It's out. That's that's the other thing. Will we will we see classes abolished? And that's something I feel like they've slowly been gearing towards. But at the same time, I don't know if they know fully how they would get rid of them, and if that would potentially bring up. I know the the ideas I I've thought of for for a little bit is some MMOs like you know, like wow they have branches. Mm-hmm. Would we ever see branches if they if they get rid of classes, no, and then right. you don't think so? I, well, no. I it's disappointing because I thought with the summit like the Arganist and you know Summoner Scholar that we would see that that if that was brought into the other classes and that was where the class system gained strength. So let's say you're a gladiator and you can become a paladin or a barbarian, and it's like okay they share this base and so that ends up giving you as a player a tank and a DPS. Or something like that. That's where I thought the game was going, but apparently, that's not where the game has decided to go. And that I, I'm a little bit disappointed that that fact. But look at everything we've seen since Heaven Word. These these are jobs introduced without a base class. Then he, then it was doubled down and confirmed. Obviously for Stormblood, yeah. the same thing. Then they went with cross roll. Thus, there's no reason to go level another. Like if if you're good with one, there's no like you know cross class. You know. Uh, taking the ability from something else and that kind of was also beat down you know uh you know earlier on and so everything just keeps moving towards the job and then that's just the natural evolution of it that you could still see that there is a uh, a distinct gap not in the informed player base but in the players coming in saying hey what why you know <laughs> i'm uh i'm a gladiator now what what what's happening so it, it literally what we should say because people keep also the other issue is that People were like, hey, I want to play Dark Knight. It's like, okay, you got to beat a, a Realm Reborn to do that. Uh, it's like, no, I think that we're going to see an overall 5.0 shift in that system. Now, the thing is, is that when we talk about the lore reasons and stuff like that, that is the challenge. If, they're, if they've got to root this in mm. more, there's, there's a lot more than just saying, okay, you're a paladin now because you got quests and things like that. So there's a lot of rework that has to happen. Is that coupled with rework of the zones? We know that they could rework Ulda and, you know, even the cities to be one zone, just like, you know, Kugane is, um, you know, and those aren't big, you know, big areas in the, you know, so we'll see when that happens. And then the question I have to you guys, Lore, and this is real speculation on the story of 4.0, is are we going to lose this time around? We have, I think at some point we have to, if they want to, if they want to eventually get to Zodiac, Zodiac requires calamities. Not that we have to go from 1.0 to 2.0 in this case, but at some point there needs to be another calamity from a lore perspective that makes a lot of these changes possible 
if they are going to root this deeply in the lore. And I think 5.0 is a perfect time to have that happen. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely not the worst time to have it happen. My my thing is, though, I feel like they wouldn't do that just because of how how Xenos played out with Stormblood. And that's, I mean, we've talked about this before. That's like my biggest gripe with Stormblood is that we finally have a guy that beats us. And then when he becomes even more powerful, that's when we're able to defeat him. It makes no sense to me at all. He's like, oh, now he's a giant dragon. Oh, got him. The power Done. of the Echo. But that also then dragons. Hold on. That tells us more about summoning. And that, you know, there's so much lore that we actually got in that that I think essentially it empowers more people to do that like the empire i mean the, the empire is still a threat and they haven't really been you know they've always just kind of been the big bad that you know is annoying we fight them back and we win they i think in response to losing doma and alamingo their response in my mind like if we start pushing towards them is you know it's kind of like that you know if they're backed into a corner they can do some crazy stuff because they've been you know look at what the experiments they did on us right they, they're infusing people Spoilers. <laughs> oh, this is, this is four spoilers. This is that's yeah. fine. They're infusing people <laughs> with uh, the artificial echo, and that leads into questions about the echo itself. There's so yeah. much that you know, but again, I, it all breaks down to me that I think that at some point when they talk about you know redesigning the the the, the zones from a, a flight perspective, it just makes sense to say, well, let's look at that as a global story piece imagine the empire saying and but you know we're gonna blow it up and you know because of this event now the zones are bigger <laughs> you know it's like or, or they want to blow it up but then something happens and a primal just kicks their ass again for like the third time yeah that's true you know they really are not good at uh, fighting off primals no <laughs> i'm hoping that we'll see a better primal threat as we go into 4.2 I, I mean that's that's the thing is yeah we still don't know what the the primal chain is for for 4.x and and honestly you know, when when you look at ARR and then you look at Heaven's Word, I hope that they bring the primals into the main story for for uh, Stormblood because having them off on their own little thing, there were fun fights. But it, well, first first off, it makes them optional. Yeah, and because of that, they're not then incorporated into the main storyline, which feels weird when what? so much of and that that was part of the problem with. Um, with Alexander as well is you have 2.x launch okay the raid is Bahamut here's this crazy CG video it totally weaves into the main story um, primal line okay we've got you know the ori- the original primals weave in through those with the story and then they just keep weaving them into the story with I guess the exception of Odin right if you wanted to because Odin was an optional thing, right? That wasn't part of MSQ. Yeah, no. right. But then, then you have Heaven's Word, and it's like, all right, uh, you beat the main scenario. Congrats, you, you fought two primals. Um, also, there's some other primal stuff going on over here with the Empire. We won't really get into that much. Uh, also, there's this giant aether sucking robot. Um, if you have time, if you have that'd time. be great. Otherwise, we won't touch on it in the MSQ, and that doesn't feel good. It, there's too many it, it's it's i understand that they need to kind of like compartmentalize stuff a little bit but there needs to be more weaving of those into the msq mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, i agree go ahead I, I was gonna say and the funny thing is they use sid a lot for a lot of that <laughs> yeah right like, sid, 
and then Sid, like, doesn't, like, I've never heard Sid mention, like, oh, well, we have all these other problems, too. Maybe we can't really handle this. Like, he never says that. It's like, sure, we'll do it. Like, I'm like, where are you finding all the hours in the days, Kenny Loggins? Like, where are you going? Right? It's like, oh, Omega. There's this Omega thing. All right, cool. I'll be right there. I just gotta, I just gotta grab an airship back from Robin Astor, mm-hmm. and then uh, we'll figure this one out. Yeah. It's a little much. I like Real Chili's point here. He says that remember the good guys winning too much caused the calamity too. And that's what created the Warriors of Darkness to exist on the that's other true. shore. You I know, just, it, at, yeah. at this point, all I want to see from the story is Elidibus using Gaius. Gaius's body. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. That's all I want out of the MSQ right now. We we know it's somebody the Emperor knows. I think mm-hmm. it's Gaius. I think, I think Yoshida was almost forced to make it Gaius because everybody liked Gaius so much. And then they, you know supposedly killed him off at the end of two point X, but then it's like, but, but guys, we didn't, we didn't really see him die. Yeah. So in summary, I think classes are done in 5.0. Yeah. I, yeah I classes, it. right? Jobs. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> I think it's just going to be job. I think it's simple. I think, uh, yeah. that's kind of the thing where it's like, I can easily see, you know, job system overhaul and then every, you know, it's a whole thing again. It's, I, I know I could also see them not, not get rid of classes, but just not adding new ones and just kind of leaving it. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, like because that's what they've done. Classes have been has been dead since three point oh, yeah. And and so the question is, is that do they fix? The, do they change that and, and kind of rethink that system, or do they just keep it? And I, like, I think oh. it'd be too much too much dev time at this point, right? Just it's yeah. there, just leave it. Whatever new jobs don't need a class or something. It's yeah. They're it's just... all it's all prior. It's all the, all depends on yeah. priority and yeah. and whatnot. All right. They, so they, then they, they, they said, that, oh, "Go ahead, uh, go ahead, Flatus." I was gonna say they already whittled it down to like probably the bare minimum, like just get to thirty and then unlock your. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. So, the cross. Uh, Metelgo also brings up uh, talking about how any role in fourteen uh, is required to DPS. It's always seen as every, you know, even if you have a white mage, right? There's always some expectancy of damage being dealt from the healers in order to, to progress, and that's something that's always, you know, considered with balancing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, you, do you think that we'll ever see the game change in a way that doesn't put that damage expectancy on healers? I don't think so. I can I can answer uh, unless they change how raiding and dungeons are handled, like how combat is handled. No. Yeah, and that's right. coming from a person who's raided in other MMOs. I will tell you this right now. Like, unless you want your bosses to be dead hard, harder than they are right now, where tanks really have to concentrate on tanking and healers really just need to concentrate on healing and DPS just do DPS. Mm-hmm. No. And our, and I, I'm not going to say that the content is dumbed down. It's just a different form of content compared to other MMOs. You also um, have to look at the party size in that, in that, in that vein. Yeah. 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 You talk about four people. Okay, that's you have how much responsibility spread out. Now you make that five or six, then all of a sudden you build yourself a, a, a room to say somebody needs to be doing support because yeah. that's their job. If they don't do that, then these people are going to fail. Um, yeah. You have to have it's it's all about bandwidth, and it's a pure. It's actually a problem of bandwidth than it is of, of dungeon design. And that and that that brings us into the next point too. Do you think we'll ever see a new role added in addition to tank melee? and healer my co-host would love that he would love support he would love it He's right from- it's but but it's one of those things I, I i i thought it would be an interesting talking point that's why i added it but i think the answer is probably no because if they do that then they have to figure out how okay how do you rebalance those four person duties and that right there is just a monumental task i think they should uh, go away 
I think four four main content needs to be dropped in favor well, of five. In in favor of five. Well, then then you have longer queue times. No, you don't. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, if you t- if you drop it in with five with uh, with the new role, then yes, then you're you're only pushing that you're kicking the can down the thing. But with three with three uh, roles we have now, and the uh, and the four positions, that's why we have a backup of queues. Now, there's you could all vary things, but if you open that up to three DPS, one healer, one tank, then you're able to get in a greater amount of people into the different content. But my thing isn't five man. I think it should just be eight man. I don't know why we have four man dungeons. They're not hard. They're a waste of time. Like, I love this game, but every time, like if they go in and we go into the next, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> the next fan fest and they're saying, and the, and the thing on the slide is challenging new dungeons. Where? Four man content is not the content that is challenging. They don't have anything like that. So why do we keep making content like that? Like, go look at the the Alliance Roulette. That is some of the most fun content right now, and it's got some of the shortest queue times, especially for a DPS. And I'm not a DPS. I usually tank or heal. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but it's like if I can, if I'm going to go on and do something DPS, it's the Alliance, and it's and it's interesting. And that's 24 man. Imagine eight man dungeons being brought in without thousands of hours of cutscenes. And that should be that's where you can also balance and you can add in complexity and you can add in a new role is that when you because we have it, we already have the system in place. So five, like I, like I make the joke more about five man because it's like just the sheer numbers. When you look at 20 percent are playing tanks and healers, 60 percent. Actually, it's it's more than 60 percent are playing DPS. This isn't a fact of, you know, you're never going to change it. That's a fact of humanity, you know. <laughs> so we have we've created we've created a bottleneck. Anyway, slash rant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like uh, my co-host is from EverQuest two, EverQuest one days, and I'm like 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 me. I'm from Vanilla WoW days, and there wasn't really a support class in Vanilla WoW. But I did go back and play like EverQuest two and EverQuest one. But there are support roles. Like bards mm-hmm. were a thing. Bards in that game were actually like people who played loots and gave you buffs and debuffs to boss. Yeah. Like so, like you had that. That was a you know. An essential part of raiding, essential part of going into a dungeon, was mm-hmm. having a support role with you so that you could maximize damage and minimize damage coming out from uh, from enemies. Absolutely. Um, so if you want that to be your life, <laughs> then uh, yeah. I, well, I, I mean, I mean, coming coming from an eleven background, I mean, we had bards, we had uh, red mages for haste. <laughs> that okay. was all they did. They would just haste and refresh. Haste machine. Um, and the dancer was kind of a weird mix where it could support, but then also enfeeble, and then also damage, and it was, yeah. See, that I mean, brings up the question: Is that would we ever want to see the subjob system brought into into fourteen? Now that the the class system. I, it, now, if you're talking subjob, I think we have that already with the role actions. Really, it's, in in know, a sense, you're subjobbing forced to then into the tank, you know, into your role as opposed to being able to. Oh, come, I see. Uh, like subjob a different job outside the role to take advantage of a of a, like a handful of their abilities or traits. It's m- way more complex. Like honestly, that's where literally the only way I would ever see something like that happening, lore wise, is oh, somebody decided to really drop meteor on the planet. It blew up, and now we have. You know, or or or, or somebody somebody's just like you know why can't we just have two job crystals right right like, like I, I have them all in this bag why can't i just like well, two of them at the same time i don't understand why yeah i'm, I'm not left-handed so my left hand side is a little bit weaker i just i just want to be able to dragon fire dive all the outline a scholar why is this not a thing that i'm able to do i don't understand 
and the, yeah. the ring. Go ahead, Flatus. Sorry. <laughs> like a black mage and a red mage like fusion dance and become a uh, become a blue mage, and they're just oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm not, and I'm not bringing that up because I think that has any kind of validity in them actually doing it. I'm just uh, no. coming from a, a, you know a fan of the job system itself and looking at what the job system means and other games is it not only to find your role but it, you are you are allowed some flexibility and i'm not asking for the, the cross-class system to come back but what i am interested in is a way that you can then have interesting builds and the downside is is that because this is an mmo no matter what there's going to end up being a right answer and that that basically removes the choice from everybody and so that, that's why i don't want to see them do it but the mm -hmm. want of it is there the want of that, that i mean ties back into um, you know, when we're talking about the, the class system and the, and the branching paths, the want is there. I don't, I don't see them unfortunately doing it, but I would love to see more eight man content. I'd love to see a support role, but everything would have to be eight man content. Otherwise you're going to see that you're going to see a bottleneck only, only tightened in my mind. Yeah. Um, so, so after all that, um, <laughs> with, with Stormblood, now that we've kind of done like all the background, right. Of, of jobs and stuff. Um, after Stormblood, Stormblood, we had Samurai, we had Red Mage, we had two DPS classes. Mm -hmm. Would you? Do we need more DPS classes? Do we need a tank and a healer? Do we need one of each? What do you guys think for 5.0? I, I think in a minimum we need another uh, ranged melee. So you look at the Bard and Machinist, they're the only role that only has two. And so I would put a, a job into that position in my, if, I was, yeah. if I was being honest. Now, give me a tank, give me a healer, sure. But when we look at what the like kind of the volume of, of the jobs that we have, what are we? I would look at it more as what are we missing, and uh, mm. you know, like I would say if we're missing a tank, um, uh, uh, invasion tank. That, I mean it, that's that's where my mind goes. But I, I look at maybe a whip class, maybe as the range, maybe a beastmaster, or you know something with a pet and that can be ranged that can fit into that range DPS mode. But anyway, I, I'm interested in y'all sides. I, I, after, see, I'm a DPS, right? I, I, I have, like, a scholar I, like, rarely play. I, you know, I used to, I do it for, like, a, a journal, like, X-Primals or something if somebody needed a scholar, right? Because you can just mm -hmm. roll through that real easy. Um, I don't want to see two DPS again. Because as a main DPS, the Q times are horrible. Gritting early on in the expansion. And they're still not great, I feel like, for, for dungeons. They're awful. Um... And so I would I would like to see at minimum a healer and tank, preferably one of each role, mm -hmm. um, yeah. and then that way everybody gets something new. Mm -hmm. That's what I would like to see. Of course, then the problem is depending on which way you go with that, and you know compared to what jobs you want, what job would fill what role, right? Like obviously, dancer and blue mage is something that people are, are talking a lot about. Mm -hmm. Would Dancer be a healer? Would Dancer be a DPS, but with some kind of support-ish stuff, like a bard? Um, you know, like would a blue it. mage be a DPS? Would a blue mage be a tank? You blue know, mage. I mean... Blue mage tank. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, I mean, I've seen... It's not impossible. I've seen ranged tanks before. Uh, Wildstar had their engineer class could br branch off and be a, uh, a ranged tank, which was a really cool concept and worked really well. One of the mm -hmm. best tanks. So it's entirely huh. possible to do. So the uh, blue mage could easily fit into that either rage tank or tank in and of itself from the lore of learning abilities. So they want to take the damage, but think of it like what we don't have. We don't have a shapeshifter. We don't have that druid esque 
job or, or class in which that then all of a sudden it's not going to be a, like just like red mage isn't a you know classic final fantasy version of it blue mage isn't going to be a classic final fantasy version of blue mage but what it could be is that it it, it uses stances like uh, you know uh, uh, you know monsters think of like a bear stance and all of a sudden yeah. like a warrior think well, of I a think for, adamant for, yeah you know it's like hey i'm going to either be really tanky or i'm going to be real big but that's what we actually don't have as a tank besides the evasion as a, as a tank that can kind of change what kind of tank it is depending on what other tanks it's paired with like the astrologian the astrologian can be like oh there's a white mage here i'm going to go shields oh there's a scholar here i'm going to go healing over time um we don't have that actually with the tank where it's like you get in you're like oh there's two paladins here all right or like oh there's a paladin here maybe mm. i'll be a warrior or dark knight but i'm still my blue mage tank and so then i have you know a little bit more versatility i don't know that's just some thoughts but i i, I break it all into the they learn animal stances you know they learn the monster essence. yeah and I, I think that for for me that was the biggest question always when when speculating on blue mage was how does it fit into the lore yeah um because i mean as somebody that dabbled on blue mage in 11 like it was you actually would go and farm mobs to learn spells and you would equip spells and it was almost like junctioning in eight where certain spells would give you certain stat boosts, and there's no way that system would work in 14. And so what they would have to do is they'd basically, they would just it would be part of the job quest. You'd go out, you'd fight a mob in this job quest, you'd learn this ability, and it would all be based there. So I think, in terms of that, I think they could do it. Um, and then for for a lot of these jobs, it's just it's not even a matter of if it's you know the classic job or whatever. It's just. You can still have it be that classic job, but you have to pick what role it's going to be in. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I think that's where, yes, I guess it could technically differ from the, the classic job, but it also, at the same time, like there weren't those hard-set roles necessarily in earlier Final Fantasy games. Like, oh, you have a red mage. Well, he's my healer. Because that's well, what I picked, you know. It, it, Whereas in fourteen, yeah. it has to fill a role. We have all these other healers, so now it's a DPS. Maybe it'd be interesting to see. Not that I, you know, I see this happening anytime soon, but just in that vein, what if you could pick your role based off of, and it was then set. Like you couldn't change your role in a dungeon, but you queue up as a blue mage tank, or you queue up as a blue mage healer, or a blue, you know, and so that mm-hmm. all of you with your job open up multiple roles. But it, and then there are various chains. Now I don't see that that talks that 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 makes me think a little bit of, of what I brought up earlier with you know the the idea of like branching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Instead so of having a class, have it have the have a job a branch in and of itself. So you can you can change now. Like again, you would be locked in, and, and that's just where I could see it going. I mean, obviously some jobs would just make sense. You know, white mage makes sense. So 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 five We just get one job. It's blue mage, but. It could it's be a tank, a healer, or a three. Imagine that, that that would be, you know, perfect. You want to, you want to play? Oh, well, then, why not? Why not? You know, I mean, change out the weapon. You change either change your weapon or that there's something about the skills you equip, so that you say, okay, when I when I equip, you know, my tank, then I it's like I'm pre pre build as this, and then from a from a uh, you know a learning perspective, because a part of the blue is getting taking the damage and learning the the enemy that's fighting you and using their strengths against themselves. Maybe that as like, you almost have a bar that fills up as you're fighting that makes you more, you know, uh, I guess adapt to take to reducing their damage. So it's like, okay, I'm getting hit by this guy. And then the more he hits me, the less effective he is. And then I can use a big move to expend that energy 
to hurt him, but then I'm more vulnerable. You know, I'm just spitballing. Yeah. Maybe, anyway, Yoshi P, if you if you need somebody, I got ideas. The bottom of this podcast. Anyway, sorry guys. We've got we've got a couple people in the on the blog comments. Uh, Banwiz and uh, Astral Ba um, both want to see Dancer. They think um, it'd be a fast moving class, kind of like Ninja, um, mm-hmm. and then uh, an off healer. And I think if if they were to do Dancer, I think that's the way that it would go. It would either be uh, because of the role system, it would either be a full-blown healer, or it would be that DPS with... It can kind of buff or debuff it or heal a little bit, but not really particularly great at any of them, because it is a DPS. It'll be, <laughs> yeah. it'll be your dancer. It'll be your uh, it'll be your uh, healer. Because like, you Angel. gotta shake, shake your hips, and the hips don't lie, and then everybody else will feel good about them. And then, there you go. Yeah. I would like to see them do a dedicated healer as a da- as a dancer. It'd be your up close healer, and then you know, it, it kind of a blend of MP and TP. I don't know. I think that I think that means which 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 is funny <laughs> because we have we had that comment earlier about how like man like all these healers have to DPS, and now it's like here's a frontline healer for you. Enjoy. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a imagine, minute. Imagine an eight man dungeon though, like you were saying, and all of a sudden you have the bards doing perform, and all of a sudden dancers just twirling around in the battlefield. <laughs> all these mobs are like, I don't understand what's going on. Do I aggro? Do I not aggro? What? Do I tip? What is going on? I don't exactly. like. Uh, all right, this this is a great show, guys. The boss ends up like your performance was superb. You may <laughs> just go on. Yeah, just go on through. Actually, take that treasure. We don't even there's want. A, it. There's a there's an Easter egg in some dungeon somewhere where you get to the boss and you just start performing. He'll just be like, you know what? I don't need to fight you. I appreciate yeah. you this- as an artist, you know? and therefore I will allow you to pass. Please partake <laughs> in my treasure chest because you know he's paying for your <laughs> paying for your work as an artist, right? <laughs> Gosh, anyway, should, I, it, it, dancer, especially with Bard perform, it, it, you know, it, I would love to see it. Like the, and the thing is that Yoshi P said that he's gonna. They want to, They have jobs, and they, you know, they plan to add jobs with every expansion. And so it's that. Yeah. The question is, is do how many jobs do we need? You know, um, do do we need two going? That's forward? a fair point. I, I, you know, and I think, I don't think it's a question of how many jobs do we need. I think it's a question of what roles need. To get a little boost in in duty roulette, mm-hmm. and so that's why I I think I'm leaning towards uh, tank and healer, um, but then as a DPS I'm like I would like a new thing to play, yeah. <laughs> so I would like to see one of each. I honestly think this is kind of one of the things where it's easy for us to look at jobs and say this is what we need that we need this role, but the problem is I think the actual the the real tragedy and that causes the problem is that XP is completely pointless at level seventy. Yeah. There is no reason. Why do I not go and and run these roulettes as a tank? Because there's no value in it from a rewards perspective. Because you get you get you get tomes. I get tomes anyway. Um, but but you get tomes. <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> I'm just saying that. Not that I, I'm, I'm I'm advocating for a merit. I haven't thought this idea all the way. Through. Oh, Chili in the chat going merit points. Oh no. But maybe it doesn't even have to have. The thing is that people associate it with battle. But what if merit you had merit points that allowed you to increase reduce your sprint cooldown? What if you had merit points that reduced your your teleportation cost across the board? What if you had merit points that applied a permanent XP buff that you know that you could, things that just quality of life stuff that you could that if you grinded out the XP. Almost like, why not have a give us, not that I like the bright 
bright ingram system from destiny 2 but why not have a bright ingram system in which that when you hit a level that there's some kind of loot box or something that you have access to that is filled with fun treasures and, and i think it would be it would be interesting to see some type of end game progression system that is not gear based equipment based mm-hmm. right yeah. It's like we already have relics. Now we're going to have like gear we can upgrade. That's great, but what about just me? Mm-hmm. And that would be you know, I can't, I don't even I can't even begin to speculate what what in the world that could be. But it would be interesting for for something like that to exist. It, right, yeah, just right now that like as those roles, I'm de-incentivized to play my tank. I love playing tanks and healers in Final Fantasy 14. I'm de-incentivized to do so because of the way the current system is and yeah, you can add a crack cluster but that again is as as the deadline, and so as I yeah. level up tanks, I, I'm flushed with crack, crack clusters as I leveled up my tanks. I, I have I have Matera for days. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, why why do I want to go and run? That I think contest? I think they, what they could maybe do, and it's it's one of those things where if they were to add, and I'm, I'm going to go back to as much as yeah, I like face palm the merit point idea, merit, right? Because I come from the eleven background, that's really? that's what I'm most familiar with, and I think mm-hmm. that maybe could work where okay you i mean especially now right you're at 70 how how long does it take to fill up an xp bar right but then afterwards or after a few of those you can be like i'm going to add one vite to my character across the board Mm -hmm. all jobs whatever and i feel like that wouldn't be that unbalanced right because we have materia right now and so everybody's you know stockpiling the direct hit the critical hit but one thing that we can't really add a lot of is that is those main stats Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that was something you could do in 11. You could add, you know, strength with merit points if you wanted to. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's one of those things where it wouldn't kill the balance of the game, right? If it's like, oh, that tank has an extra five vitality, but it would at least give you something to kind of spend XP on or something extra to work towards. Mind if I, I think throw, that could be nice. Mind if I throw in like a, a, a bad idea on top of that? Cause I like, I mean, idea. you might as well. I like your idea a lot. Actually, I think that's brilliant. I think that what if, on top of that, death cut into that experience grind, or you could lose merit levels, but you couldn't go down the level. So, like, your level cap 70, but as a part of that system, you you could level it up, and you could de-level no. it. Thus, no. Thus no, 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 I don't want to lose, I don't want to lose all that work. Because I died from from somebody doing a, a big poll. I don't want to. This is bringing back horrible memories. <laughs> start getting PTSD. Yeah, that, that, uh, we're just we're just we're just out in some new open world zone, and you just see somebody and shout "Train to Zone," and you just go, "No, not again." There's a lot more to the table, and I'm I'm at the point right now that it's like I I really want to see these other systems that have just kind of fallen by the wayside level up, and that's part of being mm-hmm. in the open world. But part of that same thing, the same thing of why XP is pointless is look at fates. They're de-incentivized because they only give XP rewards. Like, well, yes, to... yes and no, right? Because you get seals. Oh, what what seals? You get seals, a very and small. some of the fates also drop unique rewards. So it's I'm I'm not saying you're you're wrong. I'm just saying some of them do actually have more than just XP, right? Oh, but yeah, the problem you, is, once you do one, you don't need to do it ever again. I was going to say, you don't need to do it ever again. And there's way better ways to get they, seals. They need to take what they did with the, the diadem and add that out into the overworld content overall, and they need to have different levels of fates that are... that are. Well, or, you know you know what they do? 
they take, I mean, obviously, like, they're not going to do it with 4.0, but 5.0 comes along, integrate fates into the conquest system. Yes, agreed, agreed, agreed. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it, it, I just want to, re- I want more reasons to play, the, you know, and be incentivized. And it's, I think the issue, you were, I mean, we're talking about jobs here, in, and then there you realize it's not really about jobs, it's about incentives. Because you can go, they can create, they can come in the next, the next expansion with two new tanks and two new healers. And you're still going to run into the same daggum problem. Maybe not on day one, but mm-hmm. it, it, I guarantee you at day 30 or day, you know, day 100. The thing is, is that at this point, back in September, back in August or whatever, I had all my tanks and healers leveled. So at that point, I am a part of the problem because I'm no longer queuing as those roles. Anyway. Yeah. Giving me another uh, tank would give me <laughs> that, but at some point, you, you're not giving me a reason to go and, and continue to play that content on yeah. that on those jobs. I'm also listen. I'm also in the same party for 5.0. I'm like, I don't think we need to increase level cap. I think we need to figure out how to make whatever gear and stuff go forward and story go forward mm-hmm. without. Us I think I think gear right now is probably the biggest issue right now because it's like yeah. okay, you you gear up after a few weeks in a patch. You don't need to do anything else. I mean, like obviously, right? You could gear up another class if you play more than one, but mm-hmm. it's like there's so little incentive to go back and do anything. I mean, and even even then, right? I guess like right, like that's the beauty with the merit point system is like even then, it's like you're not going to be like, oh man, I could like grind like a bunch of dungeons and get plus one vite. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not going to sell a lot of people. But at the same time, it's still something for some people to work towards, right? It's that weird kind of like middle ground yeah. where like you'll get some people, but not everybody with it. I like, so, yeah, like I got that one bite. Yeah, well, it's, I, got, I got plus one bite. Oh well, <laughs> progression outside of just pure gear, because yeah. that's how the we have a progression system of XP that goes from the that lasts the story of the expansion. And then you have a progression system of gear. I hate the gear progression in this game, as, especially because I I played um, I played a lot of eleven before the the ninety nine level cap, mm-hmm. and so you get to a point where you're working for months, years to get certain pieces of gear because the level cap hasn't changed, and mm-hmm. you're getting that one perfect piece. But in fourteen, it's like okay, every three months your gear becomes obsolete and that sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, and then it, that's, then it becomes glamor, but yeah, sorry. Flat yeah. yeah. No. And, and you could easily, I'm not saying like, look at Warcraft cause I'm not, and I'll never, I mean, even though I played that game for like 13 years and, and, and you know, I, I, at one point I was like realizing I was just throwing money into the big fire hole and, <laughs> and, um, but you, you, you start to look at like, you know, you need to start looking at like, all right, cool. They did a weapon where that was your, after you hit level cap, that was your continual, how do I keep growing my character? This weapon is my my thing. I mm-hmm. keep growing. It's it more powerful, and, and it, it's something that takes with me, and there's different skins for it. So you, it's, oh, it's, it's not that. Yeah, no. and, that's how, and that's how they like figured out a progression system past whatever level cap was. The, and it's uh, something bringing yeah. into the next expansion. It may not be weapons, but something else is going to cool. have that. Honestly, you, I think that you you saying that makes me just that that's what I I want more than merits now in that regards, and that ties into what I'm a, hopelessly addicted to Comrades 15, the you know that that broken uh, loading simulator, <laughs> but uh, the, uh, the the you level up your weapons and that ends up informing it, and it's like oh man that would be a reason for me to go and play a warrior if it's my my now I'm leveling up 
my my axe and obviously then from a balance perspective you can set it's easier to set caps on that you know that mm -hmm. this level you know if you uh, a level cap on any particular weapon is this then you could almost introduce different types of weapons and things like that that you could that you could choose to level or whatever yeah. but then you have that player I was going to say, I didn't even mean going down like a crazy Destiny 2 route where it's like you could still have dungeons that drop weapons and stuff, but let's say you can absorb those weapons into your main weapon like you want to grow. So it gets that mm. better Infusion. and stronger. Absolutely. Infuse yeah. into it and then make it like a long game like, all right, well, here's the, this new animal weapon or whatever it's going to be in 5.0, but it's the long game. From day one, you have this weapon where you have this gear, but you can infuse it, grow it, but you can still have other gear options. So you can still glamour and all this other stuff is still in the game uh -huh. that you can do it. So, and you can swap it out and infuse that instead. So it's not something where it's like you're 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 stuck in static. You can swap it over, and then that way you have this design or glamour stuff onto it. Yeah, and then, yeah. Really, and then, really, I think the biggest problem I know with fourteen is that it hits the reset button too often. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, eat, eat for everybody, and it's not just like oh, you're casual, so you don't have no like oh, new raid tier, great. All that stuff you spent all that time trying to learn, you know, Neo X obsolete now. Enjoy, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just it's it stings not a fan it yeah. does i mean it's like and not that destiny doesn't have its own problems that we talked about before oh yes oh yes yeah. but even still like outside of all that like you, you know i love those ideas i think the simple idea that i i you know i think they could easily implement is that as you get a level's worth of experience you get a random box of of joy or you know that it's like just something fun that you get rewarded and you can open and it it's something to work your way towards it could be all various things and you know and, and again it just I think just that concept in and of itself would add value to XP after the fact. One, and that, that brings back to the point, like, like yeah, I would, like, you know, Gahus in here, like maybe a, a tank. So, you know, I think the thing is everybody's thinking tank and healer. I mean, at the end of the day, 5.0, they need to announce at least one because, other, you know, I, no matter what, you're going to always run into the narrative that people have now is that, oh, we need a tank or healer to do DPS. I think if they do that and people are like, why DPSQ still suck? Oh, maybe it's not the fact that they introduced tank, a new tank and healer. People who play tanks and healers will love and will always play tanks and healers. You might be able to get somebody who's on the fence, but for the most part, fusion, you're going to play a dragoon or a DPS. You know, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I was pretty salty about dragoon for for a couple <laughs> months after uh, four products, but I think I think and and yeah, that was a point I was going to bring up too. Is that before Stormblood, that was a question that people were asking Yoshida. Is like, but what about the cues? And he's like, people that play tanks are going to play tanks. Mm -hmm. Right, but people also want to try out the new stuff. Yeah. And if there's not a new tank, that's the problem. And then the other problem you have with that when it's too DPS mm -hmm. is that, okay, it's new, I'll try that. Oh, I like this more, I'm going to not be a tank anymore. Versus yeah. there's nothing new I am for looking. tanks or healers. And that's, I think, yeah. that was the biggest problem. is Especially I'm... when you have samurai and a red mage. Uh, like those are job. two great jobs. I mean, you know, in terms of, of fourteen, but also just classic Final Fantasy. Mm -hmm. And somebody kind of dips their toes into the Red Mage pool; they ain't coming back to whatever they were playing before. You know, like it's just—it's yeah. so good. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, I was gonna say it's hard to convince my co-host, and he's like, "Man, Red Mage is so fun." I'm like, "You can't switch out of White Mage. I, like, I'm your Dark Knight, but I need a pocket healer. <laughs> you can't do this. Like, that's your <laughs> that's your side job when I'm not around, but you stick White Mage." <laughs> the uh, 
Yeah, I, I, you're, I think you're absolutely right. You hit uh, you know the nail on the head with that that thought is that it does tempt more people away from that. And that's why I'm like, I'm dying to see what the uh, official census is. The last census was 19% tank, 19% healer, 62% DPS. And then when you look at a four-man group that does not mathematically make sense and that, and that makes you understand why the queue times are so long, opening up another slot would it could actually be a d incentive for tanks and healers because then they could be like oh the q times are gonna be better i want to play a dps and not a tanker or a healer so you could de-incentivize people that way in that okay. regard but i think at the end of the day you're right i think we'll have to see a tank at least one job either a tanker or a healer two jobs at one tank one healer would be preferred they need to look at the roles themselves and i think like you know almost to the point where you have a range tank that would be neat like something that isn't exactly what we have right now and i love again like i love 14 but at this point i'm really looking forward to 4.2 because it all feels a little bit samey you know when you think mm -hmm. from 5.5 to 4.1 it's all kind of in that same wheelhouse and we've been told new and change is coming i think i'm at the point especially you know this this long into the game that i'm like yeah i'm looking forward to that thing that really addresses these overall things we have these great systems let's bring them all together and make it fluid like literally you think about it last year this time we got wanderers tales wanderers tales was a revolution that was yeah it was great yeah, it, it made everything relevant again it incentivized everything i'm i'm looking forward to the next wondrous tales the stormblood edition what that is to yeah. rent to re uh, to reinvigorate content and for me to go and play that content of course of course on on, on the note of wondrous tales now since we do have the newer journals now with with some of the newer content are you guys still doing them like you were when it first I came out I, I haven't i i think i've done maybe one or two if since I'm, if, I, if, I'm playing, if i'm playing every day absolutely but the thing is is that i log in i'm leveling up uh, my, i'm gonna as a part of my channel I, you know i do the controller guides right so i have finished i just put out my red mage 70 today i'm working on black mage people voted for machinist next and then I'm, I'm shifting all, I'm, I've done all the tanks and healers, I'm shifting into DPS. That's what I'm doing on the leveling perspective, but I'm doing that now because especially, you know, it is the time where people naturally want to take breaks. So I, I, I try to hit, you know, three or four days a week, uh, you know, mm. playing the game, but there, you can't hit, I can't do a Wondrous Tales with that. Now, when 4.2 drops, you better believe I'm getting that book all the time because I'm going to be running all the content, really working on progression, because we're going to see the level cap increase. There's going to be that which that really keeps me in. I, I love Wondrous Tales. I think it's the one of the best things they introduced. I think that when you look at Fates, Leaves, XP, Diadem, Eureka, there's all these synergies that the, the systems, I, I really want them, I want to see as the game grows into 2018. I think my thing is, is that it, I, I love, I love Wondrous Tales. I, I just don't understand why she didn't move. <laughs> like everyone else moved like like that keeps going like you can go was, get i don't understand why the 14 year old makote didn't move across the planet or with but but she travels with her, uh what's her name's care like she travels with her let's like just there's just still come. people in Ordona. like you don't uh, you know we don't have yeah, to it's like rowena didn't move Rowena's still in in more she yeah, ruin is in mordona idleshire and now in um she's not Yelp. actually in the reach though she's not oh, that's right she's not her, it's her reach. business she's actually in idleshire now like permanently in idleshire like she's yeah not, but she just has people over at ralgar's reach yeah right, right? Mm -hmm. i wonder if she'll move 
don't think she needs to. So, okay. So that was all that. Um, horse, horse is thoroughly. <laughs> right. I realize I just oh, uh, forgot uh, to add. Uh, oh, oh I, go ahead. Chili said, and then said probably. Don't drop it like a fact and then say probably. <laughs> Here is a fact. I don't know. I could, I could be lying. I don't know. Uh, where did I put that? I realize I forgot to uh, preload the next topic image. I am like on the ball today. We, we had one more thing though. Did we? Well, that was yeah. not. I didn't Yahoo's thing, but if you want to. Oh, that's right. You started that. Yeah. So, do we want to see? I mean, obviously, all this talk about new jobs. People want to see dancers. People want to see blue mages. Um, Viking Nicene brought up a couple times. Would people rather see a classic Final Fantasy job, or would they rather see a job inspired by a classic job, but with a bigger FF14 twist? Maybe like Blue Mage being, yes, a Blue Mage, but actually, you know, harnessing that kind of artificial echo stuff. I'm still in the boat of a classic job with a 14 twist, you know, in that regards. The uh, uh, Astrologian, I don't, I don't know why. I still don't know why they called machinist machinist and not engineer. Because engineer, I think, fits better into the Final Fantasy vernacular, yeah. but maybe that had to do with they didn't want. I to could, I could see it kind of going like either way, but I see where you're coming from, yeah. You know, and anyway, it's just like, all right, it's it's somewhat what I would expect that to be, but um, I like uh, Astrologian in my mind is a, is a kind of the more tr- uh, new to the to the fourteen world. It's you know, it's to the Final Fantasy world. So we did mm-hmm. get that word. Um, honestly, as much as I want to tank or a healer, though. I would I would I would kill for a, a dedicated time age. I know Astrologian is kind of a time age, but a time hmm. age yes. Make it happen. Maybe it'd maybe be, be interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've wanted that in eleven. Like I've yeah. So that's that's the job that I'm like, that is the one online job that I am just waiting for. Yeah. Chili Chili brings up a good point too. Uh we know Geomancers do exist oh, in yeah. fourteen now. So I you know, I mean that could that could very well be setting it up. That's true. We know. Um, and they do that like to tease that kind of stuff i've i will say that i obviously like right i'm like Rafflederg, right that's like my thing but uh my main in 11 actually turned into dancer hmm. um i just i really like dancer it was it could do a lot of things um and so i, I the you know of course again right going back that the issue in 14 then is the role um is it a healer is it um is it a oh my thing came nice it did show up my nice. chair's here. Your chair's here. So, <laughs> well, so for for people that don't know, uh, Duty Commence has been giving away those Stormblood DX Racer chairs, uh, and I happen to win one. Woo-hoo. Yay, RNG! Um, neat. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's finish and go build it now. Um, but I think um, I've always been interested in seeing what a, a 14 version of Dancer could be, um, and that that Stormblood trailer, man, from Vegas. Where it starts off, we don't know anything about Stormblood, and mm-hmm. it starts off, and you see Lise dancing around, yeah. right? We don't know who it is. All I know is that there's somebody wearing dancery clothes, dancing around, and I was just like, yes! And then they're like, oh, it's a monk. And I was just like, oh, man, like, we were so close. We almost had it. Almost <laughs> had it. So close. And then, of course, there's, you know, the, the constant teasing of Blue Mage. Um, <laughs> so whether that's just Koji being Koji or it's an actual hint, I, you know, who knows? I mean, Yoshida's always wanted to please the player base, right? And if everyone's like, Blue Mage, he'll be like, we should probably try and find a way to add Blue Mage, you know? 
So I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, and then, and then some other people, too, they're like, we need chemist as a healer. And it's like, okay. You know, I mean, a lot of people have been talking about that as well. So, I mean, who knows, I, right, I, where we're going to end up getting at this point. Who knows? I want to see I want to see a gambler. Gambler? With, with the Lady Luck system in place? That'd be great. Like, you go meet them, like, the, you get to pick up the job quest over at the, the Gold Saucer, and, like, they get thrown out for cheating. Oh, gosh. Like, and you meet them, and they're at... Wait, wouldn't it be crazy? Like, everything's based off Lady Luck and stuff like that? And then, <laughs> and, and then you get a trait that just earns you 5% more MGP. Yeah. <laughs> because I, reasons? Reasons, yeah. Oh, like, my gosh. Like, roll dice and, and cards and stuff like that. Like, like I love it. Card. I love that idea. Yeah. That's so fun. Maybe I'm blending a little Corsair from Eleven, but, you know, yeah, yeah. you got, you know. Yeah. Just well, I mean, and, and look, there's your other ranged DPS, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you know, one of the, you know, talking about um, possible settings, I know, I think a, a lot of people are thinking when we're going we're gonna to go right into the gar- into Garlemald now, um, but we also have Thavnir down there at the bottom of the map as well. Um you know, which obviously is kind of like an islandish thing. Mm. They could totally turn, you know, some kind of like a, a you know gun mage or something. My my dream, my dream that I have for this game is that we actually get to go to Thavnir before the expansion, meaning that as a part of the progression of the story, they actually we, open up a new zone. We actually, yeah, that was one of our questions to Yoshida um, back. Gosh, when did we ask that? Paxis. How, imagine how much how insane that would be. Just but yeah, our 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 question was it was something, and I'm I'm probably gonna misquote this, but it was something along the lines of like, Thavnir is on the map now. Are mm-hmm. we going to Thavnir? And he said something like, not necessarily at launch. Right. Hinting maybe later. My thought is maybe if they add Blitzball. Blitzball is in Thavnir. Mm-hmm. I just hope it's not an instant zone. I hope it's just a part of the world. Anyway, well, and then and, well, that, I mean, that's the other problem too. It's um, and and I've been kind of noticing this a little bit too. Just with now that we're in four right? We have the three city states. We have Ishgard. We have Idleshire. We have Ralkers Reach. We have Kugane. It, there comes to be a point where you have too many towns, right? I think where it's just everybody is so spread out, mm-hmm. and that's. Not that, like, this isn't 11, like, shout pickups, like, are, I mean, it's still a thing sometimes if you're trying to find people for Party Finder, but back in the day, people would, like, shout in Juno, and that was the way to get groups for stuff, right? But I think there there's definitely such a, you know, you can't have, like, an oversaturation of, uh, like, social hubs. And so yeah. maybe we get Thavnir, but maybe it's different in where, at, you know, it's it's not necessarily a town, but it's, like... A blitzball lobby, I, you know. I, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out. You know, I, I think that'd be weird. I'd like to see more of Thavnir, obviously, but I, you know, I think at some point, you know, they're gonna be like, we don't need a new hub. We just need new areas mm-hmm. that attach to existing regions which already have said towns, because otherwise, you're gonna have all these empty city states. That's true. Or you know, Ishgard will be empty because yeah, you have your, you know, it's not like there's never. Not like not anyone doing Heaven's Word story, but at some point, there's not going to be any reason for people to go back there. Right, I agree. And so you either need to reinfuse that with new content, or you need to make it so that you know there's not like ten other places you could go to instead of Ishgard. 
So Silent Ocalypse writes that Ellis's uh, link shells are the social hub. That's true too. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things where and, you know, and I brought the shout thing. There have been times where I will be, um, I'll join up like a map party, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and not everybody is always looking at party finder, and so I'll go to Reach, I'll go to Kugane, and I'll shout but like, "Hey, by the way, this is up if people want to join." And nine times out of ten, I get people joining because mm-hmm. of those shouts. Yeah. You spread that out more, and it gets to be an issue. Um, what Eleven did, which I, you know, I think uh, Fourteen could actually really do it too, is they introduced um, a yell command. You had to, like shout and yell, and what yell would do is it would then put that in the chat channel of all the city states, so that you didn't have to worry about, you know, if okay, I'm going to go shout in the Reach, you go shout in Kugane, I'll go shout mm-hmm. in you know Iskard or something like that. It would just have one thing. Everybody in the social spaces. And the town sees it, and that would be nice too. I mean, obviously, like, I guess there's potential for like an enormous amount of like RMT abuse from that. But, um, you know, random thought. I don't even know how I got to that. I forget what we were even talking about. All kinds. Um, <laughs> one of our most passion-filled, uh, you know, podcasts. I feel right. riddled to start, but All right. so passion. <laughs> All right, uh, our next topic. Now that we're done with that, let me, let me bring this image here and space it out since I forgot to add it earlier. Gaming resolutions. Uh, it's going to be the new year soon. Yeah. People do New Year's resolutions. That's a thing that some people still do. Um, and so we want to know what your gaming goals are for 2018. Um, and the nice thing about this is it doesn't have to be specific to 14. Um, everybody plays games that aren't 14. It's fine. We, we're, we're, you know, we support that need a break sometimes or there's other really awesome games that are out um so after the show gets posted we'll have uh let the post up on the blog you know you can tweet at us uh throw it up on our uh, eighth topics um eighth Rito topics channel on our discord um and let us know what you guys are looking forward to uh with games in the next year if you know if you if you have like if you're streaming or want to stream um you know if you're trying to hit up your backlog or, you know, if you just want to do all of it and stream your backlog, you know, whatever you guys want to do, let us know. And uh, we will read those on the next episode of Aetherite Radio, which we are looking at. Uh, we're aiming for January 6th for that since uh, there's some holidays coming up. So we won't be able to do our usual. I say usual like we've been doing this schedule forever. Um, this is like the third time I think we've been actually able to keep up with our monthly show more or less because it's technically december but anyway um january 6th is what we're looking at um so make sure to uh, get involved with discussion and we'll read your comments on the next episode uh, also with the end of the year coming up uh we just wanted to to throw a few things out there we will be doing uh our gamerscape top games of 2017 list that we do every year based off of the reviews that we've done um so we are already working on that shout out to Firemarth. Um, also, I want to give a big shout out to our reviews team. Uh, this year, we did 11 more reviews than we did last year. Uh, 55 titles uh, we reviewed here on the site. We had more reviewers helping out. Uh, Onwell uh, reviewed near for us. Um, so lots of cool stuff going on there. Um, big shout out to those guys for all their hard work. Um, it's also been one of our best years for the blog. Uh, lots of people loving those job write-ups that Aldino did. Uh, off of the Stormblood Media Tour, we're still getting a bunch of hits on those every day, even though the expansion's been out for half a year now. Um, so just a, a, a giant shout-out and thank you to everybody that's been doing that. Um, we are always looking for writers as well. Um, it is voluntary. 
we don't make that much money. Uh, so, <laughs> but you can get your name on it um, if if it's you know something like a hobby or something you're interested in. We're looking for really right now uh, general games, just news posts, new trailers, stuff like that. Um, I'd also love to have a couple people uh, that are really involved in 14. Um, I have all these awesome ideas that I keep wanting to do, but nobody has the time to do them, including myself, which stinks. Uh, so if there's like because you said for a hobby so if you're interested in doing game journalism and things like that this ends up being something you can kind of add to your resume as a part of a body oh totally totally them so it's it is like we're i'm not paid this is volunteer uh but it's that essentially that if you guys are looking to break into games journalism game industry uh it is something that is help is very helpful and uh you know at least if nothing else you can sit back and say you know if you apply to any of the bigger sites or sites that can uh, hire you as a freelancer it does help you know so yeah. it's do do something uh, you know if you want to be a writer as as writer. as i'm sure the the non-paying job is super tempting for a lot of people nowadays right that don't have time to begin with um but uh yeah if if, if, if anyone is interested we do have our volunteers page you can scroll down to the bottom at uh, gamerscape.com we have that and all the instructions are there for that um if anyone is interested we'd love to to talk to you um and then that's going to do it here uh for the show i want to thank everybody that tuned in uh on twitch i'm tempted to like take a big break now and go build that chair before i start streaming i would uh, mm. if I were you could show it I off would. during the stream and be like look at this chair how comfortable am i in my new chair it's like, so oh, comfortable i might i might i might have to see i might have to i need a break anyway I'm yeah, break. i i forgot i turned the heat on in here because it's it's we're in december now and i totally forgot to turn it off before we streamed and it kind of hit me halfway through i'm like Damn, it's warm in here. <laughs> oh, right. So yeah, maybe maybe I'll take a quick. What's that? Does, does you you streaming building the chair count as content towards extra life? I don't know. I would. Count. I don't. I don't know because I still have all these boxes with all the giveaway items. I don't know if I have enough room to right, lay okay. everything out in here. So maybe maybe I'll take like a half hour break. All right. I'll have to see. I don't. I don't have. I, don't have, I haven't seen the box yet. I don't know how big it is. We'll see. Uh, anyway, uh, Flattis, uh, shout-outs, plugs that you want to do. Sure. Uh, you can find my show, Maelstrom Radio, at twitch.tv forward slash Maelstrom Radio. You can find us at our website at maelstromradio.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Maelstrom Radio. And, of course, you can find us at, on Twitter at Maelstrom underscore radio. Uh, if you like Final Fantasy fourteen and you like the news but you also like laughing, it's probably the show for you. Uh, sometimes there's no news, and that's when we decide to do Choose Your Own Adventures, which we write within the lore of the game, and those are hilarious. So sometimes we break the fourth wall with those. And when I mean sometimes, I mean all the time we break the fourth wall with those. So uh, nothing we do is lore canon-wise, but it is a lot of fun. <laughs> and we do involve the Twitch audience with that, so we preload the questions, and that way you, you can vote on what option one, two, three, or four might be and how the story will play out, so... Very cool. Yeah. Uh, speaking yeah. of questions, too, as we start to wrap up, if anybody on Twitch tuning in live right now does have questions, uh, we will take a couple minutes here after the outro to answer any of those that you might have for us. Uh, Brian, you do a lot of stuff besides this. Yes, uh, sir. People have actually come out of the show and say, hey, it's that guy from work to game, that which seems stuff. a little weird because you've been doing this for quite a while before that. But anyway, uh, yeah. tell us tell us about what you've been doing. Work to Game obviously started with the concept of controller guides, people. And I mean, literally where uh, Michelle challenged me to fit Black Mage on a controller before the Blue Cross hotbar even existed. 
And, uh, and so it kind of started and grew out of that. We, uh, so we're on YouTube, Work to Game, uh, where we post. Uh, we started off with just various guides, focusing it on helping new players get acclimated into the game. One of the things I felt uh, a lot of people uh, weren't hitting and just where I would end up spending a lot of time writing up individual guides for players and because uh, they'd be in game and like, I'm struggling with this concept. So we started just with that concept in mind to really kind of help uh, players get introduced to the game and try to get them spun up. And uh, this also is in line with Yoshi P's comments where there's a huge discrepancy um, in, the, in the gap of skill. And uh, my thought was, if I can help raise the bottom to the middle, then I've done at least a good job. Somebody else can help them take it the rest of the way. And, uh, and so you, again, like I said, uh, YouTube uh, slash like channel, whatever it worked a game, you can Google us there. We're also on uh, Twitch. And so as a part of Stormblood, we started streaming a little bit more. So I streamed for, uh, for, for Gamer Escape and I just did some streaming of uh, World of Final Fantasy, which was a lot of fun. And that's on the Gamer Escape one, but over at work in the number two game, uh, you can actually uh, follow us and uh, watch us on Twitch as well. And then the YouTube, uh, the Twitters, which is work to game and it's spelled T-O everywhere except for Twitter. Twitch because I suck at uh, you know consistency across across the board. But uh, anyway, so our YouTube channel has evolved into the sense that we do opinion pieces about and it. We're, and um, people will typically come in and say, "I thought you were a Final Fantasy channel," and it's like, "Listen, guys, I love Final Fantasy. I love anything Final Fantasy. I'm playing a ton of Final Fantasy 15 right now, but uh, we'll talk about Destiny. We'll talk about, like I love games, and it's more it's the, it's become more the expression of." the joy of gaming if i was going to summarize it anything like that but uh, i'd love to see you guys over there as well um we have been putting out a ton of content and uh, maybe some of it will be enjoyable to you if not you can let me know because everybody does let me know <laughs> everybody everybody lets you know how how amazing your content is on the youtube comments i'm sure oh yeah and they love how i mispronounce things too they love it <laughs> it's true anyway. that is that is a thing that you do Yes, uh, <laughs> I, I will. I will. I will try and beat around the bush. That is. That's a real thing. Uh, all right. So, if you want to contact us here at Eighth Right Radio, is the thing takes too long to transition. Uh, you can email us at eighthrightradio at gamerscape.com. You can tweet at us at Eighth Right Radio. Uh, we are also on uh, there at, uh, as Gamerscape as well on Facebook. You can hit us up on our Discord channel, discord.gg/gamerscape. Get involved with our uh, topics discussion for your gaming resolutions. We'll read those uh, on or around uh, January 6th with the next episode. Uh, also, you can get us on uh, Google Play Music and iTunes. Uh, we are also putting up these shows on YouTube. Feel free to drop comments or reviews. Let people know what you think of the show. Tell people about the show if there's people getting into 14. Um, and that will do it for this episode of Aetherite Radio. Uh, thank you for everybody for tuning in. Uh, and we will see you next time.